You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. that time again and again and again and again you are watching the game garage where we play tabletop role-playing games that i like i'm your host and game master jared logan and you have tuned into episode three of time watch time watch the incredible game by pelgrim press and kevin culp where you play time police people who are burdened with the heavy responsibility of saving the time stream from insidious invaders who would deviate it and uh, the people that are helping me save the time stream are the same people you've seen in the last two episodes the wonderful Amazing, talented, Paula Deming, Mary Lou, and Joe O'Brien, everybody. <laughs> no one's ever called me amazingly talented. Thank you, Jared. I know I got to That only there, applied but... to Paula and Mary Lou, actually. I shouldn't have said yeah, anything. I actually got that. Yeah. was confusing there. Yeah, sorry <laughs> about for that. You, Joe. Sorry, Joe. Yeah, sorry. Awkward. That wasn't a blanket. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm glad well, we're not in the game garage playing games that you dislike. that would be be a weird show bummer yeah that's the game garbage where we play games (laughs) dislike yeah the likely spinoff to uh, to the hugely successful game garage game garbage yeah Uh, that would be interesting games that jared hates and then we would just like play backgammon (laughs) (laughs) you don't like backgammon Actually, I I don't want to I don't want to cast aspersions on backgammon. It was just the first reference that came to my mind okay. when I thought of a boring game. Sure, okay. I, I, backgammon's great. I love backgammon. It's not really a stream kind of game. You know, no, really. it's not. It's not the best streamable game. I don't think. I guess it also depends on the players, right? Depends on the players. Not yet. Yeah. yeah. Should we? Should we try something like this? Should we be like, hey, we're streaming chess? Uh, come and check out. <laughs> oh, people stream <laughs> chess all the time, man. I it's bet a, that's oh, a yeah. thing. thing. I, should I don't we think chess stream? Is a good example. We got to think of something else. Should we else stream? Here. Yeah. Should we stream? Um, Go, gin fish. Rummy. Go fish. Go <laughs> fish. Gin yeah. rummy. Yeah. <laughs> Checkers. Oh. Join good Jared stuff. in the employee lounge for a wild game of checkers. <laughs> that could Forgive be really fun. Forgive me if I don't. Don't mind if I don't. <laughs> Uh, well, here we are back to save the time stream again. Last time we ended uh, kind of in, in the middle of our climax. How does everybody feel about how they've, how they've altered the time stream, uh, in their, uh, in their attempt to save it? How does everybody I, I, feel? I'm stressed. I'm still stressed. I'm really stressed You're out. Next. Okay. Your turn is next. Get ready. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I feel like it's it's just not what I expected. First of all, I expected to be hopping into something very, very distant, right? Past, future, whatever it was. I wasn't expecting yeah. the 60s. And then to have it be like everything that we're doing 
it's just so weird because we're not like saving people who died that weren't meant to or something like that. And so as much, well, we are right with the ultimate nuclear annihilations, but it's just so funny to be like, you need John F. Kennedy to be rich and president. You need his father to, to manipulate the prohibition and, and uh, get rich for being a criminal. And you need, you know what I mean? Like I never thought that it would flow that way, but it's interesting how it all dominoes. I never, I just never yeah. thought about it. Well, I, do I mean, feel guilty. That like, wow, JFK could just stay alive. Yeah. We're dooming him to his death. Yeah, like, let's, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Again, I think that I'm bringing this from like, I don't know, that, that what was that movie? Oh, it's a terrific movie about uh, Ted Kennedy and the, the incident at... Uh, up Chappaquiddick? In, yeah, Chappaquiddick. Oh. Wasn't their father like a bastard? Like, didn't they like not like their father? I, I wouldn't thought, be surprised. Am, am look, I wrong on that interpretation? Look, there's a lot of fictionalization that occurs in these movies, but when it comes to my movies. game of Time Watch, I have maintained specific verisimilitude. Every <laughs> single detail has been combed over, and I mm-hmm. can tell you that the history I'm giving you is 100% factual in every way. Got it. Okay. So I, but I'm, I'm I don't with, know what happened in this movie, Joe, but my version <laughs> of Joe Kennedy is canon. I'm just and saying. And is he I'm, a bastard or not? Yeah. You tell us. You tell us. Well, since well you he's, know. he's dead in this timeline. I just, I like oh, Paul's interpretation. Right. I also feel bad because that John Kennedy in that barbershop seems so, so happy. happy. He seemed really happy. Exactly. Maybe he really was like meant to be a hairdresser. Right. But then the whole world explodes in nuclear war. So maybe maybe it's yeah. not the best. He I has to die so the he world to can live, everybody. Yeah. yeah. That's the prime directive. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. That's Is that the prime directive? directive? No. I, I'm not sure. I could be confused. <laughs> it's absolutely not. Right, the prime directive states, yeah, that's the prime directive. Listen, sure. if I'm wrong, sound off in the chat. I'm not watching, so I'm not bothered by it. Um <laughs> No, I'm hey, probably watching. I'm almost dead. Speaking of people who need to die, let's oh let's leap right back in because we've got a lot that. of story to finish, and then maybe another story to start. So here we go. We are back in Medicine Lodge, <laughs> oh, Kansas. Medicine mm. Lodge, Kansas. The year is 1900. The next morning, Carrie Nation was due to receive her vision, telling her to go to Kiowa and bust up a bar. But the vision has come early. <laughs> Captain Pate has intercepted the strange cockroach-like alien that was posing as her daughter. Meanwhile, in a saloon in town, Dakota Blaze and Imogene Dupree have intercepted the cockroach creature that was posing as her husband. Dakota has just been leaped upon by the cockroach monster. It is ripping her to shreds. It is Imogene Dupree's turn to act. Imogene, what do you do and who will go at the top of the next round? It could even be you. Answer the second question first. Uh, uh, Joe's going to say that there's something else I forgot to do. What is it, Joe? Um, my turn. We ended on my attack that I never actually rolled. Oh, you never finished it? Yeah, right. I, I had a, yes, right, a saber, and I was like, I remember oh. I was going to a, swing it, and I nope, had swung zero it. damage. We're moving on. Okay, <laughs> no! that's fair. That's fair. No, go ahead, go ahead, and you did you succeed in your attack? Did you roll it yet? I never rolled. Uh, okay, here I we am go. Going to uh, go ahead. I'm going to do scuffling, and I'm going to roll. I'm going to spend 
three points on this attack. Ooh, uh, nice. so I, I have to, I have to hit. I have to. That hit. usually in this system guarantees a hit because difficulties are usually four, and if you roll a one plus three, you get a four. Yeah, so that's what I'm thinking. I don't know if the difficulty is a little higher here. I don't see why it would be, but I want to try to guarantee a hit. Nonetheless, I'm going to roll, and I rolled a one. So that oh. is a it's good thing four. you spent three. Oh boy. Yeah. Good thing you spent three, um, so you do succeed because you spent that okay. three. All right, yeah. great. And then Nicely damage done. roll. I'm with the saber. It gives me plus one to damage, so it's just a, a d6 plus one damage. That's right. Okay. Come on. This would be awesome roll to get a huge hit please. off. Six damage. Yes. There it is. Seven yes. all together, right? Come on. Slices right through this thing's um, upper thorax. Icor yes. goes all over the blade. Yeah. Um, you've made it angry. Um, its hissing becomes even more high pitched, uh, and um, it says in its weird language, "Who are you? <sighs> who am I? <gasps> who are you?" He points the saber like at at he its face. Know who you have, are. Wait, wait! Have we met before? <sighs> Not yet. When do we meet? Why? Uh, and um, it, uh, it it's just going. It's just it's just threateningly uh, doing the business of a giant bug that kills people. Okay, yeah. uh, moving on. Now now we can finally go to the thing I teed up. You see your compatriot Dakota beneath this giant verminous Help! cockroach. Imogene Dupree, what do you do? Dakota, stay strong. I'm coming, honey. So, okay, here's the, here's the thing. Um, I, I want to stun my cockroach. However, I have zero in shooting. I didn't realize that the pacifist was a gun. I thought it was like a fist, oh. <laughs> like a gauntlet. So, um, well, you, you can roll scuffling. Can I roll scuffling instead? As long as you're right up next to it. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you have to get within range where it can hurt you, hit you. Okay. Uh, But before I do that, I'm going to choose who goes next. I'm choosing the townspeople. I'm choosing the townspeople in the bar because I think they would also try and save Dakota. Um, Okay. I'm going to scuffling. I'm going to try and bop bop him right in the back of the head. Um, Yeah. And, oh no, my cat stole my... Okay, my cat stole my dice. Your, right, cat, get your cat stole your homework? <laughs> fat boy. Oh, my cat stole my... Fat, fat boy stole my dice, and I don't know where I went. But I've got another one. Okay, here we go. Mm, no, I'm going to spend points. Yeah. Okay, how many? I'm going to spend ah, three points. I really <gasps> don't want Dakota to yeah. die. Um, oh, so I have... Thank you. Paul is I really so don't happy. want Tears Dakota of joy. to die. So... Ah, okay, that's a four plus three. That's seven to hit. Okay, that's a hit. And so now it needs to resist. Uh, and it has... Fail. It, it, it's been tough to get it to, to. It's been tough to stun them before. I know. So let's see how it does. Come on. Oh, should I have just stabbed him? I don't know. I can't believe this. So, um, you know, well, I'll just say that it's very tough to stun these things unless they roll a one. Yes! Um, Boom! Ah! The thing goes down, clacking to the floor, and then it is the turn of the townspeople, and they all rush forward with their gun. They pull... One of them pulls Dakota out from under it, and the rest of them just start smashing it with clubs and with their guns. And they're killing it. Just so you know, they're killing it. And the townspeople declare that Captain Pate will go next. Uh, All right. Um... And oh, all right. So then, Captain Pate will declare that 
Dakota goes next, yeah. which is going to put a lot in their, um, their court. But hopefully I can do this now. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to push the action here. I'm going to try to kill this thing. And yeah. um, I'm going to swing again. God. Okay. This is getting dicey because another guaranteed hit and I, and I have no more points. So it's yeah. like, right. do I hit? I think, I think I am. I think this is life and death here. I'm going to guarantee the hit. So another three points and now I'm done spending points. Okay. And he attacks. Uh, okay, so I rolled a four. So that's seven. Yep, that's a hit. Connects again uh, and says, Answer me! And then he stabs it through uh, for another six points yeah. of damage. Very well done. But I can tell you it's still <sighs> not Why? down. So this thing still is strong, definitely dead. stronger than I am. And that's that when it killed me. Carrie Nation gets to her feet. <gasps> she pulls her hatchet out. Yes. And she says, For Jesus Christ! <laughs> Yes! And she goes out of the initiative order because I decided it's so, and I'm the game master. <laughs> and she makes an attack. And she she spends, and she succeeds in hitting because her roll on its own succeeded. And with her hatchet, she does go carry, another... Go, carry, go. Go, carry, go, carry, go, carry, go. Her hatchet is sticking out of the back of the thing. <laughs> And it is still not down. Oh, man. Oh. And it is its turn, and it gets to decide who... Oh, no, wait. Oh, no. He, it must goes. choose. It must choose Dakota, mustn't it? No, yes, no, no. It it's Dakota's turn to choose. Oh, yeah, and it's Dakota. Go. It's your turn, Dakota. After this doesn't really help uh, that situation over at the house at all. Can't do anything about that. Nope. Okay, so they are killing... How close to dead does this bug look that the townspeople are? Now that they're opening up on it, pretty close. I go, huh, is there any reason to keep this thing alive, Imogene? No. Squash that bug. <laughs> and I'll get up. And I'm hurt. But I'm like, it's time to deal with you the way we deal with all cockroaches around here. And I'm going to take my foot and use my athletics. Stop it down on its face. <laughs> uh, um, if you're using your athletics, how many points are you spending? I'll spend three. Okay. okay. Wow. Nice. All right. Um, you can go ahead and roll. I just want to see what the roll ends up being. Four plus three is seven. Okay. You smash down on its head as hard as you can. Wouldn't be possible if it wasn't unconscious and already beaten pretty badly. And you squash the bug. And for that incredible demonstration, I'm going to give you a stitch. I was going to give a stitch. Perfect stitch, Jared. Perfect stitch. Yeah. That was awesome. (laughs) Just squash it like a bug. Squash Squash that bug. And it hurt when it did because it ripped into me. And I'm really like, I'm a little pale from lots of blood. And I'm not doing that. took like all the energy I had left. All I just kind of like fall revenge. Off of it. Oh, so um, you have the the bugs must go next, right? But there's yeah. only one bug left. So if you if you don't mind, I'm going to go ahead and leave our our ladies back at the saloon, and we're just going to stick to an initiative order, starting with the uh, the bugs that are ending this round. They can decide who goes next, and then it will be Carrie Nation and uh, Captain Pate who are in this combat now. And uh, here's what's going to happen: the bugs are going to declare that they go next. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the next round. So they're going to attack. T- he, the one bug, is going to attack twice. Oh, and it first uh, will attack 
Carrie Nation maybe killing her? Let's see. Oh, that would no. be bad as well. That would that be, bad. be bad. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, uh, so when you're, uh, when you're doing teamwork, it's just to... Uh, like add to an ally's attack, right? You can't like add to an ally's defense. No, I'm afraid not. Okay, you can't add to one's hit threshold through uh, aiding. So uh, this bug hits, oh. and it does five damage to Carrie oh Nation, who goes, who gets thrown across the room, smashes into like uh, a kitchen shelf that had lots of little chinaware and stuff on it, which shatters and falls on top of her. This is an older woman. Does this thing have no decency? Of course not! It's from a rogue timeline! And then top of the uh, round it turns <sighs> toward Captain Pate and it's ready to finish him off and it attacks. And it could. Oh, and it oh. declares that Captain Pate will go next. And it attacks. And it hits. Oh, my God. Oh, it my hits. God. Oh, my gosh. Now, um. it rolls its damage. And it does eight damage. Can I? <sighs> All right. That now, puts me here's below zero. So you must now make a, st- uh, you must make a stun resistance right now. Oh, no. To prevent yourself from going unconscious. But it, it, being in the negative does not mean that you are dead. It just means that you are you are having trouble staying uh, awake. Oh, okay. I know we're not in initiative and stuff anymore, but if there is a thought of something we think we might be able to do that could help... Yeah, you certainly we- could. Yeah, so um, let's handle that as soon as we finish okay. calculating this. Um, so zero to negative five, you're only hurt. You must make a consciousness roll to stay conscious. That is a health roll. So you could even go farther into the negative to add to this roll to stay conscious. But once you get to negative six to negative 11, you are seriously wounded. So how how far in the negative are you? Negative two. Okay. So you could, um, you could spend up to, you know, four, well, no, three points, uh, to kind of succeed on this roll to stay conscious and finish this fight. Yeah. All right. He'll spend three <gasps> and go to negative five to yes. stay conscious. Because okay. at negative six, he has to make another consciousness roll. And that yeah. means he's seriously wounded. But right now, he's using all of his willpower and all of what, whatever uh, ha- constitution is left to him to stay a- uh, awake. And um, you... Um, you have a, a general ability difficulty is increased by one until you're above zero health. Um, oh, shit. Yep. Okay. That's right. But this is the bug bad. did declare Captain Pate is going next. But first, I want to check in with the ladies. Uh, yes. Uh, I have an idea. I, I want to use my paradox prevention. And I want to say, Imogene, pull out your uh, your uh, autocron. And I want us to go back. 10 minutes ago to the location where Captain Pate is to try and show up and help. Is that a thing we can do? That is absolutely a thing that you can do. What? Okay. Amazing. You are, are you spending a point of paradox prevention? Is that what you told me? One point of paradox prevention. Okay. So that we can try and go back just enough time to keep him from going unconscious and be there to do, help do more damage. Okay. Captain Pate. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how to rule this. I think I'm using the system correctly. 
Um, suddenly, De- uh, uh, Imogene, you agree to this? Yeah, of course. Uh, okay. Suddenly, uh, take away that 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 eight damage you just took, and the and the additional you you used to stay conscious. Really? Because right. Okay. Oh, that's the paradox prevention. It undoes something. Undoes something that already happened. Well, they arrive right. You just said that you wanted to arrive right before that happened, right? Ten minutes yeah. ago. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to rule that ten minutes ago means right before that blow landed, and I will put you back into the initiative order here. So, uh, well, I've totally lost it because now we're inserting people in. But basically, <laughs> before the bug goes, both Dakota and Imogene may go. But you both must make travel tests. Please make travel oh, okay. tests for me. Oh, I rolled a six. <laughs> Got a one again. Oh, oh man. Lose two more. My chrono stability is poor. I'm on two. That's so bad. You arrive yeah. just as Carry Nation is smashed into the shelf. And Ow! the creature is... <laughs> Ow! The creature is lurching toward Captain Pate. And I'm going to say that uh, because you are there now, Captain Pate, you can... De- uh, the, the creature can declare... it. Well, the creature could still declare itself to go again but the whole point of you spending a point of paradox prevention is that you would arrive here so you may go ahead and act uh, Dakota before that happens before the attack happens uh, so uh, here's what I'm imagining that that they are doing their second attack mm-hmm. uh, you're obviously you run the game so tell me you'll tell me but and as they go to like get them I we like show up and I just grab but I'm like Grab them and shove them out of the way so that the attack misses. Oh, okay. I love that. I think that's great. Give me some sort of action roll to make that happen. Uh, I'll use athletics. Great. And I'll spend uh, three more points on it. Uh, Okay, great. So... Oh, yeah, I rolled a five, so that's uh, eight total. That's a success, and you push Captain Pate out of the way. He does not take the damage that he normally would have taken, so it's as if it was still the, the cockroach's turn, but you you stop the damage from hitting home. That's basically what happened. And so the cockroach has to declare who goes next. Before, he was going to declare Captain Pate, because that was the only person left in the combat, but now he will declare Imogene Dupree. Ah, Okay. I'm feeling a little uh, nauseous. Who will, go after you? Who will go after you, Imogene? Captain Pate. Okay. Aye, aye. Okay. Um, I don't have shooting, but I do have scuffling, and I've already established that I like knives. So I'm going to pull a knife out of my garter belt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm going to spend... Uh, just in case... I'm, I So I have one left. I'm going to spend one point of scuffling and, and hope I... Hope I roll well. Yeah, uh, and I'm gonna try and stab this guy. Ah, five. Yes, so that's six. That's a hit. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Roll your damage plus one. Uh, four. Four damage. Three four plus damage. one. Okay, it is still going. Ah, this thing is horrible. Uh, <sighs> and now it's Captain Pate's turn. Uh, okay. Who will go after you? After me, the creature will go. Very good. Because I'm going to kill it right now. Yeah, no, so, let's uh, do it. He, so he gets pushed out of the way by Dakota, and his first thought is like, uh, Dakota, no! Because he's 
she's now in melee of this thing, and you're already hurt, aren't you? Aren't you like oh, hurt? Yeah. I'm yeah. like ble- actively like bleeding. We didn't. <laughs> yeah, like, he's like terrified at the thought of this thing putting out Dakota. So he's like, no, and he tries to step in front. Um, but at the same time, he's like the importance of the timeline and the illusion is so present in his mind at all times with his preparedness and his reality anchor. So he, when you guys just appear and like, if, if she is like laying on the floor, like seeing this, he's just like the soldiers of the army of Jesus Christ have come to smite you demon. And uh, he turns to her one more time. Yeah. (laughs) He so just to let you guys know what the illusion is, right? And then he turns to her, and one more time, he after she gets hit, he's like, "I told you, this is the providence of angels, not mortals. Get out of here!" And uh, he goes to swing. So he's uh, trying to stress, and he'll. um, I I want to use authority for that. I'm not going to spend a point, but I'm just going to use that because he's just got that authoritative presence. Uh, But then I'm going to roll. Yeah, go uh, for it. I'm going to spend a stitch to get two scuffling back. <gasps> That's and I'm great. going to immediately Ooh. spend that two scuffling on this right. one. Right. Nice. Uh, so here we go. Trying to dodge a one here. I rolled a two. So that's four. Yeah, that's a hit. Is that a hit? Yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Oh, boy. Oh, because he doesn't have that ri- uh, additional difficulty because Dakota... Because of the paradox. You never got hurt. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, seven damage. Max. Yes. Damage! Die. Come on. Die. Seven seven Officer Shiva. Die. It falls to its many knees. Yes. <laughs> it's not quite dead yet. Whoa. Oh, right, because like we have to go negative two, yeah. But well, listen, it. I'm putting it at... It has one HP left, and it's like... like it's got. It, it, it's barely able to stay alive, and now it, it's 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 turn, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It uses a, a power it has of uh, uh, lightning quickness, and it starts scuttling out of the house. Ew. No. 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 <laughs> no. Oh, it declares that the next person to go will be um, Dakota. Okay. Uh, and it scuttles out of the house quickly. All right, after all this, Dakota's hurt. She's bleeding. She feels real dizzy. She feels awesome about what happened last time, and she wants to do it again, so she's going to run after this thing, and she's going to try and jump on this one's head as well and go, get squashed, and just try to, like, do it again. G-I-T, squashed. And uh, I will spin my... Get squashed. Get squashed. And I'll spend my last two points of athletics to try and have the strength to just, like, stamp on... She's just, at this point, like, jumping up and down on it. You're attacking with athletics. The rules say that's not possible, but I'm the GM, and I say, why not let Dakota hog-tie this critter? Um, So, Dakota, give me the roll. Two and two. Four total. Four total. Uh, You know what? I don't think it's enough to hurt this yeah, thing. Yeah, I think. And I right. think that as you as you jump on top it of it, twice in a and row, it's running out better. through the desert, and it's the 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 orneriest bronco you've ever done been on, uh, Dakota. As it as you're it on top of it, me. you feel as it starts to uh, fade away. No, and you fall down into the desert dirt. <gasps> it has clocked out. Oh. 
bastard. Let's right, talk about learned. the Don't aftermath. do the same thing twice. Let's talk about the aftermath. I would like for each player in the aftermath of this encounter to tell me what they do to finish the mission. <laughs> so let us begin where we just ended with Dakota. Dakota, and, and you know, there's a lot of things that, that, you know, loose ends that need tying up. So Dakota, what do you do to finish the mission? I will uh, run... I'll go back over to the saloon uh, and sit. I'd like to sit everybody down who is in there, the four people who are in there, and say, thank you so much for helping. You don't know what you did. You're heroes. And unfortunately, you won't be able to remember it. But I'll always remember it. (laughs) I'll never forget the four of you. Now, if you trust me, we just got to do one more thing. And I'll pull out my stun gun and say, it won't hurt. You won't even know it happened. And hopefully they'll trust me enough to let me just stun and tag each of them. I mean, you spent a point earlier and I told you that they trust you. So uh, they're not sure who you are or where you come from or what this is all about. But they stand there and they let you, boom, pummel them into unconsciousness using a ray gun. Now I, I'm gonna I, ask. I was I was just gonna get them all drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Imogene Dupree, what is what is your final beautiful. action to tie up the loose ends in this mission? Okay, so the only other loose ends I know of is is Miscarry Nation, unless oh no, the real Charlene oh, yeah. and the real. The real Pastor Na- David Nation. Uh, I'm going to go looking for them. I'm going to go Very looking good. for them in the house. Yeah. You uh, don't find them in the house, but out in the barn. Mm. Uh, up in the hayloft, you find two cocoons. Okay. I'm going to... I'm gonna. Uh, are they uh, passed out in their cocoons? Oh, yeah. They are in some sort of state of uh, suspended animation. Okay. So I'm going to try and rip their cocoons off while mem tagging them. Uh... When they've got enough cocoon, Charlene off. says, "Mama," and then yes, David baby, says, "Don't worry, <laughs> <laughs> you're going home." Um, they climb out of their strange cocoons uh, and they look at each other and they look around for you. Are you there? No. Yeah, you're already gone. They climb down out of the barn. They walk out onto the prairie and they are waiting for them as their beloved. Wife and mother carry. She has a hatchet in one hand and little pieces of porcelain from her cracked china still hanging off of her hat and in her hair. And she puts her arms out and they run to her and they hug her. And she says to them, I have been given a great message from God. Alcohol comes from Satan. Right. And imbibing it causes people to turn into large cockroaches. (laughs) I must spread this specific message as far and as wide as I can. And they say, we've had a strange experience too, Mother. I think you might be right. Let's go inside and pray and talk it over. Captain Pate, what is your final action to tie up the loose ends in this mission? Well, I was going to say, I think that 
he, unless I'm missing something, I think that he talks to her before she goes out, like before okay. he leaves. Let's see what he said to her. And he just says, like he has, he's like in a hand in his pocket, right? It's just like touching the mem tag. And he just holds a moment. And instead he leans kind of down to her. She's a little bit smaller than him and large, but she's, she's a big woman, but he's a big dude. He just leans down a little bit and just says, Remember everything you saw here today. Tell everyone of what happens to those who consume alcohol. Because he just knows, like, no one's going to believe her that, like, a, a bug creature burst out of her. You know what I mean? It's too wild of a story. As long as it's only her, she'll be into it enough to spread it. But nobody else is, re- they're all going to think that she's mad, right? Um, but he'll say that it's a message from God and that and now I'm, I must return. But thank you. You're a servant of our Lord. And you will be remembered in heaven as long as you spend the rest of your days trying to stop anyone from drinking alcohol. (laughs) She raises her hatchet and says, With my family and God beside me, I swear I will end the imbibing of the demon booze. (laughs) Awesome. And then he'll go. So, I think that um, you are sufficiently hurt that you might clock back into the Citadel, spend some time recuperating. Yeah. Oh, and another thing that I just want to do is just definitely uh, reconnect with Imogene because she's like, she can't travel back without losing it forever. Well, she yeah. can if she gets lucky, but he's not willing to risk it. Mm. So he oh, talks Oh, really? Her. Yeah. So he goes back to Imogene before we jump and he tells her uh, what they did here. <laughs> And why they did it and how the timeline was fixed, you know, because she's starting to forget almost. And, oh, uh, and right. he's like, but now right. we have to go back to the thirty, right. to the, to the, uh, to the Citadel and explains everything and then passes on some more of his reality anchor, uh, to her. So he'll do two points to give you four points of, uh, chronal stability. Thank you. Very oh, good. Wow. And so um, everybody make their travel test to go back to the Citadel. Glad you did that because I, I rolled a one again. Oh, my gosh. Oh my I rolled gosh. another six. What is the deal? I rolled a four. So he passes it on the on the way home. But you take I've a I've only nut- passed. Well, yeah, I've only passed one chronal check. So I'm at two again. Yeah. So just so every. Oh, no, I gave you four back. So you were at six. And then you lost two, so now you're oh. at four. Oh, I thought you gave me. T- I thought you gave me two. I I spent two to give you four. Oh, nice. all right. Well, now I'm at four then. Yeah, and just you. so everybody knows, on that last jump, if she goes to zero, right? This is my understanding of it. Is like she I loses, forget. yeah, her complete sense of personality right. and self, and then she's like written out of the timeline, the time basically, line. or written in, written into it. At first, you become like someone native to that time period. So oh. if Imogene lost all of her chronal stability, she would suddenly become a local, you know, uh, oh farmer there in uh, in Kansas. And but, unable wow. to get back. But you have succeeded, and so you return to the Citadel, and so we are back at the Citadel, uh, and I would like for everybody to uh, first sort of tell me a little bit about the Citadel 
Where uh, Maybe you tell me about what your lodgings are like there, or maybe you tell me about uh, an area that you hang in, hang out in a lot at the Citadel, but you are basically recuperating, and with this recuperation, I would like for everybody to gain back their investigative points, because we've achieved the end of an episode. Uh, yeah, awesome. And yeah. I would like for everybody to replenish their general ability pools as well, but chrono stability... I'm only going to allow it to go up two points. Wow. Okay. Uh, but health goes health? all the way back, right? Um, health- and so tell me a little bit about how you recuperate, and then you're going to have your debriefing with your, uh, with your superior officer, the man who sent you on the mission. Uh, well, I think Dakota would be in her. She's got like a little like almost like a dorm room style uh, kind of lodging, I think. I don't think she's got uh, a ton there. She's just so it's kind of a small little efficiency like apartment off a hallway of of you know residency area in the Citadel, uh, and it's fairly Spartan. But she's got uh, you know lots of she's a horse girl, so she's got lots of horse paraphernalia in there. Uh, you know memorabilia from her uh, days as a performer. And uh, just some some drawings uh, of what she likes to imagine her parents looked like that she's uh, framed and got uh, got up in there. She doesn't let anyone see those. Uh, if people come over, she, she puts those away because it's kind of dumb. She drew pictures of her parents. She doesn't even know what they look like, but um, <laughs> they, they're there for her. Very and good. As she recuperates, she'll pull out little bottle of Mother Carrie's magical whiskey that she swiped. <laughs> Contraband! From the <laughs> timeline. <laughs> and just pour herself a little glass and sip on it. Very good. Excellent. <laughs> how are How is uh, Imogene Dupree recuperating? Well, uh, Imogene doesn't spend a lot of time in her Quarters, uh, so it's actually not that fancy, but it's got a very well stocked vanity where she does <laughs> her her powders and her rouge, and she does her hair, and and her closet is is full of of outfits and clothes and accessories and wigs and uh, gowns. Um, but Imogene spends most of her time in. Uh, Either the mess hall or like the bar or uh, uh, you which know. one? Tell me because I want to describe it to you. Okay, uh, in the bar, she spends most of her time in the bar, making connections, making friends, and uh, gen- just generally schmoozing. So uh, the bar is filled with uh, people, personages from throughout history. There's a Neanderthal drinking some huge tub of glog of some sort. But there's uh-huh. also um, people from the future who are drinking out of colored spheres. Uh, and you can see cybernetic prosthesis on their faces and heads. By the way, we need to, we need to get into uh, Dakota's cybernetic hand. I was hand. just thinking about that. Yeah. Look yeah. at your arm. You know, something arm last that we week. Didn't even, didn't even come into play. I know. I was just remember, remember. Uh, and there are, uh, you know, a gentleman from uh, medieval times uh, uh, drinking small beer and... Uh, <laughs> Singing uh, German uh, songs from uh, the 13th century. 
Uh, and so that is everybody in the bar. And um, uh, so she enjoys, after all of that uh, adventure with Prohibition, she too enjoys a stiff mm-hmm. drink. Hey, Imogene, mm-hmm. is that what she does? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, and so um, I will just uh, quickly jump to Captain Pate. Captain Pate, what do you do to recuperate from that mission? I think he does spend some time in his quarters. Uh, he, His quarters have been... Uh, obviously, to me, I think, built to look like what's comfortable to him. And so, uh, even if a lot of it's artificial or illusionary, uh, illusory, um, heavy, dark oaken walls and, and tables, books stacked everywhere. Uh, I'll do you one better. I'll say that the Citadel feels like it's made of a lot of places from history. Okay. So your particular, just your particular little room is like a piece of a ship from 1840. (laughs) Yeah. That's kind of like tacked onto the side of the Citadel. And a lot of times when you walk through the Citadel for a second, it looks like you're walking through Versailles. And then the next thing you know, you're walking through, uh, you know, uh, the Capitol building from the, the 1700s, uh, the United States. So there's all these different places from history that have been combined into one architectural polyglot nightmare. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I think that he, um, he spends a decent amount of time there reading, researching, learning history, uh, because he wants to be as aware and prepared as possible. But then, um, I think he does some, uh, unsanctioned, uh, but unobtrusive time travel. He is, so, so I think that he... Sorry, that's me. (laughs) That's okay. There's yard work happening outside of my window, <laughs> so it's interrupting your beautiful moment. Could, could oh, you please no tell problem. That I'm having a beautiful moment. Um, <laughs> no, so I think that this. I don't want to take lightly the um, him, the heresy of him presenting himself as uh, an angel or a servant of God, you know, in that way. And so uh, I think that he goes back in time to eight, London, 1830. Four, and goes to a church that he used to attend and we see him like standing in like the second row of this church and there's a woman next to him who very close to him appears to be his wife and then a couple rows behind him there's a young man uh, who you wouldn't know but his name is William Collins and then a few rows behind that uh, is him again like me but the real me that's time traveling and is just watching this guy, William Collins, who was his first officer on the ship who died saving his life. And he's just watching him as he's praying on what happened, apologizing for his sins. And then again, trying to think of a way to keep that guy alive without ruining the timeline. So he just keeps working these processes out when he has his free time, but then when he knows, he's like, I can't be gone too long. Zip, he zips back. Um, and as soon as he gets back to his uh, his small kind of quarters, um, there's like a you know the old communication systems from like an 1840 ship. Uh, it, it looks kind of like a gramophone coming out of the side of the uh, the wall. And he, uh, Pate, bring your team to briefing room 317, please. <clears throat> yes, sir. Right away, sir. 
uh, and he takes his boots down off the table where he was reading, closes a book, and uh, he will go to Dakota's quarters and then subsequently Imogene's quarters. They've got something for us. Uh, are you ready to meet? Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's go do it. I guess uh, I'll be like kind of adjusting that arm a little bit. Uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, I think I'm ready. I got some questions anyway about some maybe some upgrades or something. Maybe now is the time I can talk to him about it. What kind of upgrades? What are you thinking? As I don't they're know. walking. Uh, I just feel like it could. Sometimes it's like. I really know it's there, you know, and sometimes I completely forget, but mm. sometimes I really know it's there and, and I'd like to forget more, you know, and maybe there's something we can do to make it feel a little more real. I'm, I'm not sure. I guess I just want to know it's possible. I understand. And he's thinking about the own illusions he keeps of his life, you know, that are, they're not real, but like he keeps those illusions cause he wants to feel like he's still who he was. Um, and then we'll get Imogene. Oh, all right. Back in the saddle, as it were. Yes, no rest for the weary. Let's see what they what they need this time. Are you hungover, or do you know how to uh, hold your drink, Imogene? <laughs> oh, she holds it hard. Yeah. Yeah. This uh, is, that's her whole life. She knows how to handle a speakeasy. Okay. Um, soon you are in front of your uh, mission uh, officer, Major John Ashdown. He uh, has a Time Watch uniform, but it has been sort of tailored to look like, uh, from his time period, an officer in the British Army during World War One. Oh, wow. Uh, and he was Amazing. assigned to Captain Pate because they have a little bit in common. Mm. Uh, and he's sort of vaguely from the same time period as the rest of you. You're pretty close on the timeline to each other. Uh, and he says, welcome, come on. He was recruited during the famous Angel of Mons incident during World War One, And he stands before you and he says, well, uh, we've sent people uh, back into the timeline to see the results of your latest escapade. And um, more or less successful but very sloppy ladies and gentlemen very sloppy and he brings up some holographic <laughs> images of the temperance movement and you see Carrie Nation and a bunch of other women standing with banners that say like uh, you know booze makes you a bug uh, <laughs> and they've got like they've drawn like big cockroaches onto their banners and stuff many people thought that she was completely mad and the Volstead Act barely passed, but it did pass. And I'm happy to like, say that this man, and he uh, brings up a holographic, ask not what your country can do for you. <laughs> like, you know, he brings up John F. Kennedy, like, you know, speaking to a crowd. And he says, uh, he says, uh, yes, this man will be shot on schedule. So very good job. <laughs> Excellent. All of you. And we, we trail each other. Small claps. Um, he will be horrifically murdered on schedule. And right. each of you may take a stitch for successfully completing yes. that oh, mission. Oh, nice. Okay. Right. Great. Did we start with a stitch? We or? did. And you can yeah. never have more than three. You can never I'm have full more up, than three. Doll. Okay. Gotta use them stitches, Paula. Use them yeah, stitches. Gotta use Mine. them. Can you use them on chronal stability? Actually, no. I'm okay. pretty sure you can't. I think I read that. Okay. How does no, you one cannot use them for that. I think you can. Stability. I think you can use them to not roll a travel roll. I think. Yes, you can use oh, them okay. to not roll a travel test. That's correct. Got it. Okay, that's huge. 
Well, I'm afraid I have another mission for you if you're up for it, but this one let's try to be a little neater. Hospital corners, shall we say. Uh, Major, qu- quick question. Did, did y'all uh, interrogate the the bug we brought back? Do we know we did. how, how they it know Captain It claims to be a Hank? member of a species called the Iziru. Iziru? Yes. Yes, what, we've encountered them want? before. Oh, oh! they want the radioactive... Uh, they want nuclear annihilation, Pate. Right. And we can't let them have it. I forgot, Major. Yes. 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 Well, how did, did he admit how they know Captain Pate? Or was that just taunting? We, they uh, seemed to be a little bit obsessed with him. They did. Uh, I'm yes, not sure. They met. like you. Perhaps you. You meet an, perhaps you meet an earlier incarnation of them later in your life, Pate. Hmm. Perhaps. That's confusing. It is. I don't like it. Well, shall I tell you why I've brought you all here? Yes, Major. Yeah, shoot. It appears that the War of Spanish Succession has started early and resulted in England conquering France. (laughs) Although it heartens me to see our boys give the frogs a good flogging, (laughs) this is a deviation from true history and must be corrected. We're sending you back to Paris in the year 1700 to see if you can determine the source of the problem. Are you ready to go over the top, lads? Immediately. Yes, Major. Well, yeah, I'll definitely go over the top. Paris. I was there once. Beautiful place. Mm, Not so beautiful after the British have had their way with it, at least in this particular timeline. Be careful. We're not sure what would cause such an enormous change to history. In true history, the War of Spanish Succession never saw Britain invading France. This is a very strange change. We'll do our best, Major. You can count on us to figure out the cause in just one or two time jumps. And we will find out that cause and head off on our mission when we come back from our commercial break, which we are going to take right now. This is awesome. Our intrepid agents will travel into history to the year 1700, and they will find out what's going on after this short word from our sponsors. We've time traveled uh, five minutes into the future. You've heard your sponsor, and now we're back. (laughs) And we are ready to begin. That's pretty good, Logan. That's pretty good. Yeah, right? I'm a host. I'm a game master. I'm a comedian. Uh, learn more about me on uh, Facebook.com. All right. Here we are. We have begun our new mission. Major Ashdown, your handler at Time Watch, has sent you to the year 1700, where inexplicably... England has conquered France. That didn't happen in history. And so you've been sent back to Paris in the year 1700 to find out how this could have happened. And I'm going to go ahead and say that your autocrons uh, form the bubble of uh, space time around you. And you watch as the small spheres of different eras bubble past your uh, field of vision. And you feel like you're falling, falling, falling until suddenly, whap! Your feet hit the cobbles of 18th century France, and I need everybody to make a travel test. Okay, here we go. I'm scared. I rolled a six to get on this. Oh, I wish wow. I was rolling you sixes are... on other things. This is going to go bad, but I cannot believe I keep rolling a six on these tests. Captain well, Oswald, this is a one. new adventure, so you do not have to roll. Yes, Imogene, what did you say? 
I didn't roll a one. What you rolled roll? a two. Oh, <laughs> Imogene. Oh, Imogene. I, I have failed on all but one of Imogene, my time perhaps, tests. Perhaps your ability to slip into different identities with your disguise skill actually, in some ways, makes it hard for you to remember who you are, and that's who why. I am. Time travel is a danger to poor Imogene sometimes. But here you are. You have arrived in 18th century France at the dawn of the 18th century. uh, And you are looking out over a smoky, cobbled street. Um, The the buildings look kind of uh, ravaged by flame. Um, Definitely there has been fighting here. And up ahead you can hear the sound of hoofs. And uh, marching feet. Um, the air is filled with the acrid odor of smoke, and you must tell me what you would like to do. Your job is to figure out why Britain has conquered France in the year 1700 and to stop it from happening because, by golly, it's a deviation from the time stream. Okay. Mm. okay. <clears throat> oh, boy. First, let's get our bearings. Who are these soldiers? Uh, he'd like British to get an eye on the marching that he hears. Are they British Very soldiers good. or are they French soldiers? Yes. So looking over the top of the, uh, you know, kind of like a, a, a wall that's been partially torn down, Captain Pate sees a patrol of British soldiers. They're bearing the British flag. Um, and there are um, there's a little appears to be like an officer on horseback and then a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, footmen. What do we look like? Well, can we just change your will or like your impersonator mesh is, I believe, chronomorphic. So um, it it sort of fills in the gaps for people when they look at you. So, yes, you have 18th century clothing on now. But we look like French citizens or something like we don't look like a British soldier is my question. You do not look like a British soldier. But as we learned in our last adventure, if you have a good disguise skill, you can hack that impersonator mesh and make it look like very specific people. In fact, if you have an eighth like Imogene Dupree, you can look like someone someone's already met. Mm. Very impressive. Do we want to infiltrate this little group or should we maybe follow them and and see what they're up to? Yes. Yeah, following them seems like not a bad idea, right? Just to see like maybe where their headquarters are, where they're reporting to. Yeah, let's start there. At least it's something. Uh, So we'll stay, keep your distance, he'll say, because if we look like French peasants or something like that, we don't want the, uh, you know, British soldiery to just kind of like shoot us on sight or like yeah. you know shoo us away yeah. or whatever so we'll keep our distance but we'll follow we'll track them okay very good um, would you uh, like to use some sort of skill to kind of track them um, you could use a general ability like unobtrusiveness and Imogene Dupree could even uh, negate the uh, necessity for others to roll uh, and yeah. just roll for both of you I'm I mean, gonna, that's, I have zero unobtrusiveness as a yeah. reminder to everyone. <laughs> right, because Lil Dakota Blaze likes the spotlight. I like the light. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and use my nothing to see here um, skill um, and spend some points to make sure that we follow completely undetected. Okay, very good. Um, how many points are you spending? I'm going to spend two. Okay. And give me your roll. 
Four. Yeah. Four. Very good. So that's a six. So, so you got a six altogether. So they are completely unaware. Imogene is kind of going like, now, now, now. And like helping you like follow them. And you're going through uh, the streets of Paris. And Paris seems utterly just decimated by the British. Um, you know, this is a time when muskets were used uh, in warfare uh, and cannon. Uh, and you can see that a lot of it has been hit by cannon. A lot of things look like they've been torched by the British. Um, but you don't see any French citizens until your extremely uh, adept unobtrusiveness allows you to spot right before it happens a group of peasants that look like they're in they are not in British soldier uniforms sneaking up behind one of the buildings about to get the drop on the British soldiers. Would you like to continue to observe them or would you like to help them or would you like to help the British or would you like, what would you like to do? I want to watch and see what happens, but I'm open to hearing arguments if y'all think we should intervene in some way. Well, part of me doesn't want them to attack these British soldiers. They're going to get creamed. Well, they, how well, how well do they look, uh, they look like they're going to be successful. I have military tactics. Like Oh, yes. Uh, your military tactics tells you these Frenchmen are going to get creamed. Uh, okay. Because watching those British soldiers, they your military tactics tells you that they are moving in perfect lockstep even more than you would ever imagine. They seem to be perfectly disciplined. Perfectly um, coordinated. And they check all their corners. And in fact, as you realize this, uh, Dakota, they spot the French uh, guerrillas. They spot oh no, the insurgents. I'm sorry. I, I and, stalled and now they're going to die. Well, you can still act, but you can see now that the British are not, in fact, pulling muskets, but they are pulling clubs. And they are going to approach uh, the Frenchmen using. Uh, scuffling weapons and uh, the uh, Frenchmen are all pulling uh, guns, uh, flintlocks, uh, wheel lock pistols, and the battle is about to begin. Um, Captain Pate, is there something that you'd like to do? Um, uh, you can just watch it play out. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's like uh, he doesn't want to expose their position uh, just yet. Um. That's his okay. gut, but he could be talked out of it. Again, like uh, Dakota, she also just sort of watched. Um, he, he wants to see how these British soldiers fight. He also has military tactics, and if they are... Uh, I mean, he is, for all intents and purposes, a British soldier, basically, but he just went in through the, like... Did more time in the Discovery Service, right, than, like, in military operations. Though, he was uh, involved in some naval operations earlier in his career that were military. So, like... He would know if something was if they were overtrained, right? If they're like, who are these men? Yeah, they're not the they're not the uh, the, the ratbag street urchins I'm used to that the British Army would hire for infantry. So yes. uh, he's going to watch how they fight and sort of see you know what's going on. Honestly, I he, he's not concerned at all about the lives of these French peasants. No. He, he feels like they're going to fix all this, right? They're going to undo all this eventually. So. That makes sense. Mm. Imogene Dupree, you see that the British soldiers have all pulled clubs 
uh, and are going to approach with scuffling weapons against these French peasants who are about to leap out of hiding with flintlock pistols. Um, but so now, now you're thinking perhaps, oh, maybe the French are going to win because they're actually bringing firearms to bear. Imogene, is there anything you'd like to do? Dakota, is there anything you'd like to do? Or do you want to follow Captain Pate's lead and just watch this play out? Oh, I mean, it's my gut instinct is to yell like run in French, but um, I know that that's would jeopardize the mission. And I just want to be a good employee and a good time soldier. So I'm I'm not going to say anything. What a Very good. What, what about you, do. Dakota? I also have a gut. Once I realize like something weird's going on, I have a gut instinct to try and do something to create a distraction. But I see, oh, it's hard to swallow down the impulse to do it. But I also am like, no, I'm, Captain Pate thinks we should. I can tell he thinks we should just watch. So, all right, I'll just watch this happen. Wait, the French yeah. shout out. Death to the black tongue British! And then they uh, jump out of their hiding places and start firing their weapons. <laughs> and you watch as the British. I'm actually going to roll for both sides, but I'm giving an advantage to one side, and I'm not going to tell you why. Oh, wow. They're actually. Uh, well, no. Okay. So um, you watch as the British, in perfect, like in perfect coordination, like, move to the sides and then in and, like, dodge the um, the balls of shot that come flying at them. One of the Bullets? British does get hit. Yeah, well, they, they, they kind of take cover perfectly, like, at right the perfect time, right? And then one of them does get hit by a shot, but the others manage to avoid it, and then they move in with surgical precision and start beating down the French, and they are each taking a different target, and the, um, the efficiency of this operation is sort of jaw-dropping. Your military tactics, Captain Pate, tell you this is like no... Unit you've unit. ever seen in the British service. Who's the commanding officer? Or, I mean, is there a clear commanding yes, officer? there is a, a clear mounted... commanding officer aboard a horse. Is he and speaking? He's... Is he giving orders? Or do they just do it? Like, while um, he's yes, he is giving orders. And in fact, are you listening to him? Yeah. Okay. Um, you notice that he is not speaking English. He is wearing the colors of British... But he is saying something in a, in a strange language. He's going, uh, And as he says that, they are responding. He's like, And then they move. And they are all moving in perfect uh, unity. And soon, the French have been routed, even though they had guns. And several Frenchmen have been uh, knocked out of their perches and are being beaten down by the British. This is hard to describe, but it is not my countrymen. They wear the garb, but they don't speak the language, and language is everything. He's going to... Can I have a... Um, could I do a, a history contemporary to just... Uh, to see if I recognize the language, or have I never heard it before? Um, you can, you can, you can uh, use your contemporary history... And you can realize that this is like no language you've ever heard. But in order to do this, you have to really study what he's saying. Do you do that? Do you really study what he's saying? Mm, yeah. Okay. 
you um, have learned a little bit of what he's saying because you know what military uh, maneuvers he's calling for and you are connecting them to the strange words coming out of his mouth and you have just earned a new interpersonal investigative ability and I want you to call it mystery language right now and I want you to give yourself one point in it okay so I spent a point of history contemporary and I've opened up something a question mark, question mark, mystery language under interpersonal. That's correct. Okay. Um, Amazing. And I give myself com- one point in it? Is that what you said? Um, yes, please give yourself one point in it. Okay. Cool. Very cool. I have a thought. Now, I've got some trivia. And I wonder if part of my military tactics training involved learning trivia about how different uh, types of uh, different formations, different styles of fighting of different uh, kinds of armies. Maybe uh, I maybe I would recognize from the trivia of, well, the Romans always fought like this. And actually, a centurion only has 80 soldiers in it and, and 20 of other people. And that's what made up the 100, you know, like that kind mm-hmm. of trivia. And I wonder if uh, well, here's what Paula is thinking. So therefore, here's what Dakota is thinking. Is this like a robot army? Why are they so precise? And I'm racking my brain for my trivia of robot army tactics <laughs> to see if it matches any of this. Wow, um, very interesting. So uh, yes, yeah, so <laughs> you are. Does it, does it. <laughs> it it does not match. All right. a robot army. They're still shouting. You know, often a robot army would have radio communication, Mm -hmm. some sort of, you know, almost telepathic, like computerized communication. And this is still requiring orders to be shouted, but they Mm -hmm. are moving uh, with perfect precision. So uh, I noticed that one of the soldiers was hit. How did the other soldiers react Mm -hmm. to that? Do they... Do they notice? Do they care for him once they've routed the French? Do they go back for this soldier? Or is he is he dead or injured? A very good question. They are helping the wounded soldier. Um, they are helping the wounded soldier, and they are tying up the French soldiers that they have beaten down oh, now. They are capturing the French soldiers that have not gotten away. I'm so glad we watched. So yeah. are they... Uh, can I... Um, I have notice... Can I use notice to see if he's bleeding blood? Yeah, I was going to ask the same thing. Good thinking. Can we notice to see what color his tongue is? (gasps) (laughs) Very good. Uh, I will allow you you both. If you have notice, you can notice these things. Okay. Um, He is bleeding normal colored blood. Okay. And his tongue is not black. Okay. Okay. Um, Interesting. Okay, I still I want to follow these guys. I want to follow them back wherever they're taking these Frenchmen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let them. Because I uh, know I'm I'm fully mysteried out. Yeah. Like, do they start marching the Frenchmen? Oh, they do. They do indeed. Uh, and if you'd like to follow them again, you'll need to make another unobtrusiveness test. I'll do it again for all of us. Very good. Thank you. I'm gonna so that's, spend. That's it. You just say I use it for my team, and that's it. Like uh, um, I believe that I, I believe that's how I'm ruling it works right now. I, I I have to look, but I think that that's what what the basic her booster allows her to do. Oh, cool. So I still I have to make a stealth check, but we all don't have to make a stealth check. Yeah. So I'm gonna right. spend two more points. So I only have four now. Okay. 
Good, but I had basically, eight, but. basically, do you guys have unobtrusiveness? Uh, I, I remember the rule exactly. Uh, I, don't, I don't believe Dakota. Do you have unobtrusiveness? I have none. She has zero. Right. So I, and, I do. And I you a, do. I, okay. Yeah. So normally you'd need to, in order to piggyback on someone else's roll, which is meaning let them roll and you don't have to roll it, you need to spend a point from it in order to do that. But <sighs> because, but because you have nothing to see here, even someone with zero unobtrusiveness can piggyback on your roll without spending the point. But someone who does have unobtrusiveness does have to spend the point. I think I think that you do not have to. Okay, that is the way I'm. Yeah, moving. I mean, it's a big deal having eight points in a in a skill. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Great. Okay, I spent two. That means I should pass unless I roll a one. Three. You made me so nervous. I know it was really stressful for a while. Okay, because it was it was on my desk with the one like you you facing up. But it felt yeah. I spent I spent two, so that was a five. So you're able to follow them all the way back to where they have set up a giant camp around Notre Dame, and they Amazing. are marching. They are marching the Frenchmen inside the cathedral, and with your unobtrusiveness spend and the successful role if you'd like you may follow them inside the cathedral or you may stay outside with the others where the other soldiers are sort of uh, mingling about um, I wonder if we split here I wonder if you two go in pose as a Frenchman see what they're talking about and I stay out here and listen to this language see if I can't find out what the soldiers are talking about Okay, but, but uh, uh, follow us inside when you learn something. Okay. I don't want to stay apart for too long. And also, something's weirding me out. Why do they use clubs instead of yeah. muskets? It's real strange. Well, something's weirding to... me out about that. I just want you to be careful, Captain. They wanted to take them alive. I don't know why. You have to get inside. Oh. That'll hopefully give answer that question. That's what a good point. What are they point. doing? Are they... Can I, before we split up, I would like to tinker, and I'll probably spend something to do it, um, to set up a thing where we can communicate with each other through our tethers. Oh, very good. Um, your tethers should be able to do that anyway. Okay, so, great. So, yeah, you can so communicate with each maybe other. maybe we can nice. do like a little, like a text message, or we have it so we're always listening to each other, and we have like a little code word if... Something bad happens, or mm-hmm. just a little. Maybe it's more like an Apple Watch or something, where we can like get texts on it. Um, don't Imogene, forget, we can. You always pick the best code words. Oh, what should we use? Um. Okay. Uh, the code word is um, coffee. All right. Coffee. We say That's coffee. Code coffee. I don't know. I I really miss coffee. <laughs> 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 well, okay. So something's going wrong. It's, we'll, we'll let each other know by saying we would love a big old cup, nice. of, coffee. Please bring me cup, a cup of, coffee. of coffee. Please bring okay. me a cup of coffee. Uh, all right. All right. Good. Good luck, folks. Let's head in there, little this. Dakota. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm going. We're going to so, sneak in. Yes. Yeah, you yeah. enter the cathedral and you see that they have tens of Frenchmen chained to the pews sitting and facing the front of the church and on the altar where normally service would be held they have set up enormous chalkboards 
And on those chalkboards, they have drawn a bunch of strange symbols that you do not recognize. And a British officer is uh, pointing to the symbols and saying, Visselden, Visselden, Larv Morve, Larv Morve. And the Frenchmen are being forced to repeat what is being said as they uh, apparently instruct them Ew. on this alphabet or whatever's like happening. That. And uh, would you like to continue to watch or would you like to do something else? Something tells me that continuing to watch will like, I don't know if there's like some hypnosis or brainwashing going on. So I don't want to listen and watch, but I do want to keep continue investigating. So maybe, maybe we, we keep sneaking around until we can find a different room or maybe somewhere else. Okay. Um, I will. Sh- uh, you want to keep sneaking around? Well, go ahead. Yeah. What were you going to say? What was Dakota? your idea, Paula? Well, no, I was just going to say, I just keep looking at my skills, trying to figure out if there's something I have that would be like particularly useful in all moments. Um, but I do have architecture. So I yes. wonder if there's, if I have knowledge, can I, I would like to use my architecture uh, to tap into some knowledge I would have about this very famous building uh, on either a good place for us to like, like have a hiding spot to observe, or uh, if there is a place of significance in here that we might be like, oh, this is where the ley lines all meet, and that's where a thing's gonna happen. I don't know. Those are two um, totally different things. I'm all yeah, over the place. <laughs> do you want a good place to hide or a significant place? How about a good place to hide? Okay, we'll do a good place to hide. Um, from your so, hiding yeah. spa- space, you know, in one of the sort of like side galleries that where there are like little shrines and things, uh, it's very dark over here. No one sees you. You watch as they bring in more French soldiers and they dig something out of their ears and you see that they're digging wax out of their ears <gasps> and then they are chaining them to the pews. Oh, yeah. So there is something about hearing. Oh, no. Captain Pate's out there. Listen into this language. Meanwhile, outside. <laughs> oh, no! Captain Pate, um, you continue to listen, and you notice something interesting. Uh, you're, watching, you're watching these British soldiers, right? Mm-hmm. You realize that you think that you could probably speak to them in this language oh, no. if you wanted to. Um. Okay. Knowing that, I, knowing I, that. I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let you know what their behavior is like. They don't hang on. You know, they don't like lean. They don't like laugh. They don't like uh, spit. They don't pick their nose. They don't. They don't yawn. They don't do any of the things that you know that soldiers do. Instead, they stand at attention. And yes, they talk to each other, but. You're pretty sure that everything that they're saying is necessary for the business of guarding and maintaining this outpost. Okay. And you're pretty sure you could talk to them with what you've learned. Okay. Um, what if could I use my preparedness? I feel like this isn't a stretch. If the only thing that's really different is the language and the, the personality. Um, could I make a preparedness role to say that I brought on this mission to 1700 where we knew it was going to be in, involving British soldiers, a British soldier's uniform? Yes, of course. In fact, you could have era. already programmed your impersonator mesh to 
bring that appearance on yourself. Yes, absolutely. Okay. I just wanted to say, like, it's not a disguise role because, like, with preparedness, you can bring non-standard mundane items, you know, and I just don't want to, I don't want it to be something someone could easily see through. So I'd oh, rather okay. just bring yeah. an actual suit. Mm. Um, okay, you've done Because so. it seems easy enough, yeah. Um, okay, so then he's going to dress uh, in an officer uniform. And uh, we'll say like a lieutenant uniform, right? So like a low-grade officer. And he's going to walk around a little bit more. So could I do just a notice uh, sort of like walking around these, the cathedral and stuff like that to see if I know anything other, notice anything other than what you've already said. Um, are all the soldiers are, you know, fully, they're not lounging around at all. They are all on task, et cetera, et cetera. Do I learn anything different from like doing a perimeter of the whole cathedral and all the men out there? Yes. You eventually see them bring a Frenchman out of the cathedral. And the Frenchman is saying, Lardat, Med, Nordat, Rat, Samatir. And uh, they all nod and go, Samatir. And then they uh, hand him a British uniform. And he takes off his French rags and he puts it on and he immediately joins a patrol heading out into the city. <sighs> okay. This is so weird. Uh, he is going, he, um, he will go up to these soldiers that just passed off the, uh, the, the, uh, uniform and he'll say the equivalent in this language of well done to them. Uh, well done. Um, any more coming today? Um, very good. Um, I need you to make a coronal stability test. Oh my god. Oh my god. Coronal stability test? Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I can spend points if I want. Yes. But it's, 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 this is a special case coronal stability test. It is not that you are about to lose coronal stability. Something else might be about to happen to you. Would you like to make it? Make this test. Uh, yes, and I will spend two points of chronal stability. Um, and I rolled a two, so that's four. <gasps> okay, um, that is a success. And so um, you are pretty sure that you've uh, communicated uh, in this language, and you realize even in this moment, Captain Pate, that there, this makes no sense. You shouldn't be able to speak this language this after hearing it for the first time an hour ago. Yeah. But you're pretty sure you have communicated it correctly. And they turn to you and say, the heralds of Tepec are strong here. The timeline and plan goes accordingly. Soon, all of France will fall under the benevolent tongue of Tepec. And now I would like you to change that mystery language to Tepec. T-E apostrophe P-K. Uh, all right. This is amazing! Okay. He is now then going to nod, not speak, but just nod when they say, oh, you know, all, all's going well, whatever. And then he'll just walk into the cathedral. Walking into the cathedral... Um, uh, if and he's looking for these two. 
If he's in connect, if he's connected to his friends, you know, via the tether, then oh, right. you guys can find yourselves, find each other quickly. He's like, where are you hiding? Talking into his lapel. Yeah, and I'll like uh, kind of tell him where, where we're up in the little balcony area where we're hidden around in the little column thing. And okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I see you. Stay tight. Yeah. And I'm, Stay tight. I'm okay. And even while they're talking, I'm not listening because I'm using my tinkering. I'm trying to make earplugs for all three of us. Um, maybe I have like some cotton that I've ripped off my clothing or uh, I don't have preparedness so maybe I didn't bring it but I'm I'm tinkering somehow uh, earplugs for all three of us and I'm saying don't say another word put these in right now <laughs> alright he will seeing Imogene's urgency he'll take them and Wait a minute. I have I have a thought I can't hear can't what you're hear saying. You. Okay, I'll type <laughs> it into my. I'll do voice speech, voice speech to text into yeah, my. Yeah, sorry, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I feel like these people are all. First of all, real good idea about the earplugs imaging. It's so good. Um, you're these people are all being do. like brainwashed by this language, right? Yes, that's why they call it the black tongue. Not because they have black tongues, because when they speak, it brainwashes people into joining their side. It's like their language is poison. Okay, what if we rig up something to, like, blast really loud music all through town or at least all through, like, use the organ or something? I don't know. All through the cathedral here, and it'll drown out the sound of the language, and maybe it'll snap them all out of it. Ooh, that's fascinating. That doesn't help us solve the problem. We need to find out where the language came from in the first place. We need to find out how it got into England. If we snap them out of it, can we question them about it? Or maybe not. Maybe they don't know. Oh, you're saying snap the soldiers out of it, not the yeah. prisoners. I understand. Uh, well, Just Clear uh, out everybody and then be like, why? How did this happen to you? From what I've seen, they're too far gone. Uh, I don't think that it's about hearing the language over and over. Once you're turned, you're turned. Oh. But it's, right. it, it's source. I have found uh, I have a name. Tapek. Does this Tapek. ring a bell for you at all? And he wants mm-hmm. to do a... Uh, well, first, I'll start with contemporary history. See if he's ever heard that name before. What is no. contemporary? Oh, okay. Contemporary is basically from the Middle Ages onward until, okay. you know, the 21st century. Um, okay. So the modern age. And, okay. uh, you know, um, so, uh, no, absolutely not. Uh, you've never heard of such a thing. And what about Dakota? What about ancient history? Have we ever heard of anything like that? He's just wondering if this is like a dead language that resurfaced somewhere that was like, uh, you know, uh, sorry. No, I that's, have a, that's a good question. So I have no history. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that you, Imogene? I forgot who I that have. Ancient. I have a point in, in ancient, contemporary, and future. Right. So right, I so can... What sorry. about you, Imogene? Uh, ever hear that name before? Ancient history. Uh, I don't know. Uh, ancient. Have I? Not in ancient history. Okay, c- future. Oh, what about I'm, gonna, future? I'm looking in future. Yes. What hasn't this happened to us like, yet. This sounds like a dangerous mimetic uh, infection that was brought back by Time Watch agents from a parallel timeline many, 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 many years in the future. Um, Time Watch has encountered this mimetic language before. It is called Tapek. Interesting. 
Should we and it's dangerous. Anything? It's dangerous even to hear the name. In fact, you can feel yourself. You feel funny every time you utter it. It's not that dangerous. It was actually quite comfortable. It rolled uh, off the tongue. Oh, uh, Captain, <laughs> I-, I want you to be careful. Yeah, you've I've already heard... heard the soldiers talk quite a lot. It's Are you feeling language. all right? You need to stop. Okay, hush. Right now, you need to hush. Let's go back. We said hush. <laughs> go back. <laughs> quiet. He's totally okay. Quiet. Now talk. Okay. Um, uh, no. Uh, what are you going to do? Uh, you ha- you fe- you've 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 diagnosed the problem. Mm-hmm. Now, what are you going to do? I think we should send a report back. To uh, Major Ash down. If Time Watch, you said, Imogene, that Time Watch has encountered this before. So maybe they'll know, maybe they'll have something they can give us that'll help protect us or others. So I think you should send that Unfortunately, you cannot radio Time Watch Citadel. You must uh, go there or, uh, and generally, generally, yeah, you'll have to make travel tests and go all the way back there. I can't do too many more travel tests, you guys. My chronal stability is already at four. Oh, boy. Oh, but I do have three stitches. Metagame, I have three stitches, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Okay. I would spend them on on time tests. Okay. Here are our options, in my opinion. All right. We either go back to the Citadel, get all all the information that we can on these black tongue folks. And then come back. Or we go straight to Britain. We feel it has to have come from there, right? Like, we know the British invaded France. They wouldn't have done that. They wouldn't have. Yeah. I just just wonder how long ago it... Yeah. You said their heralds are here? They're making way for France? glory of the heralds could i uh know from contemporary history i mean these two countries warred for so long that britain would have smashed them a lot sooner than 1700 so does it stand to reason that this infection would be relatively recent to our time like where we very are very well very well reasoned yes mm-hmm. so the hundred years war took right. place in the 1300s and the 1400s uh between britain and france how come they didn't conquer them already, right? I mean, there were, at certain points, Britain uh, conquered large swaths of land in France, but this is something completely different. So, based on your knowledge of contemporary history, the source of this must come from the last, oh, 100, 150 years. Yes. It could be very recent. You're not sure how quickly it spreads, or it could be 150 years ago. Understood. You could check in with Time Watch by traveling back to the Citadel and seeing if they detect any other anomalies or have any suggestions, or you could start doing what agents often do, which is just jumping back a little ways, 50 years, and seeing what things look like. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of going to Time Watch, going to the Citadel. I just feel like it, it'll answer a few questions in one jump. Um, but then again, we got to jump back. Yeah, but why don't we just stay here? Uh, let's okay. do it ourselves. Um, okay. Uh, let's 
do 50 years, as the GM suggested, because he knows the adventure. So <laughs> 50 years. Uh, does that sound like too much to you guys? Do you want to do 10 years? Um, like, what, what do you think? No, I, I mean, I do think this probably happened pretty quickly, seeing how quickly they're able to turn these French yeah, I agree. countrymen. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if these guys came and hit shore like a year ago, two mm-hmm. years ago. But 50 feels safe. Right. Let's do 50, and right. we'll go um, London. London, 50 years ago. So right. we're talking the year 1650. 1650. All right, let's London. go. London. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, Champagne! Um, pop, pop, pop. Let's see, let's see those champagne bubbles. Um, I actually want some champagne here right now. Give me a travel test. To our next session. Unless you're spending a stitch, give me a travel I, test. I spent a stitch. No way okay. I'm doing a travel right. check. Uh-uh. I got a four on mine. And I'm good. That's two. two okay, very four. good. So um, you arrive uh, in London, and uh, boy, does it look familiar. I mean, it looks familiar uh, from the war zone you just left, because it is in flames. And uh, there is definitely uh, sounds of guns and cannons going off nearby. Is this the correct timeline? Was there a war in London at this time, or is this wrong? So... The English Civil War between the Roundheads and the Royalists would have taken place around this time, but this is a little late. Um, The English Civil War took place in the 1640s, and by this time, uh, 10 years later, it would have died down a little bit. It would have, it would have, uh, Oliver Oliver Cromwell would have been firmly in power, uh, and it should have, there should have been peace in London, not open warfare in the streets. So something strange is going on in London. Team, make sure your ear your uh, earplugs are f- fully screwed in. Add them in. Um. Where do we start? Oh boy! Um, All right. Well, oh, I'm news, getting antsy. Uh, uh, let, let's start with um, uh, newspapers or pamphlets. Oh, well, there's no p- printing press, right? But did they have? There is. Like, there's a printing press at this is time. There a press? Very, very um, primitive. Uh, you know, one sheet type newspapers, mm-hmm. but you could certainly go and check those out. Yeah, if you'd let's, like, let's to. try yeah. to find a, a newspaper of some kind. Okay, so you find like an abandoned coffee house. Uh, coffee, and, coffee, uh, yes, <laughs> coffee. That's the code word. And, uh, they and, know. Uh, They're on by the way, time it, watch. <laughs> it's completely been kind of like a part of the wall is caved in, probably from some sort of cannon blast. But they're, uh, you know, the, the, the cups are all on the floor, uh, and it looks like a home because there weren't retail commercial locations back then. Everything kind of looked like a manor house or something. Mm. But you go inside, and there are, in fact, broadsheets uh, on the floor, uh, and um, you notice something about the broadsheets. Uh, one broadsheet says, um, you know, um, stand against the traitors. Mm. And it's like, listen not to their foul and deceptive tongues. They uh, will bring you onto the path of Satan. Stand with me. All uh, true-born Englishmen will raise up arms and fight against the scholars 
and elites who think that they shall, uh, you know, um, take the nation away from the true-born British. And then you notice another broadsheet on the floor. And this one is covered in symbols you don't no. understand. Look don't away. look at it. Don't look at it. I said don't it first. Look at it. Don't you look at it. <laughs> no, I said it. I said it first. You throw it to the ground immediately. Don't look at what? I'm like staring at it. Uh, how... What is the date on the... Is there is there a date on the one that's like the traitors, the scholars, grr, true born Very, British. very recent. So it's dated, um, it's dated two weeks ago. All right. Okay. So the scholars, right? So uh, the scholars, the elites, it seems like this is... Okay, this is from two weeks ago, which means I think we need to go back again. Now, I know we don't want to make a bunch of jumps, but what if we go back a little earlier and see if we can catch this before it starts? We know that two weeks ago, things were still being printed in English, right? So if we go back a couple weeks before it's really taken over and find these scholars, these elites, maybe who are are the ones who are like the nexus of the spread, patient zero, you know? Can I know, again, with contemporary history, if the roundheads or the cavaliers like if one of those groups would have been identifiable as like the elite mm. like yes a, the cavaliers were royalists they the followed were royalists. charles the first and they were generally taken from the higher strata of society whereas the roundheads were protestants they were simple uh, many of them were landowning gentlemen they were still nobles technically but they were the country boys the bumpkins okay the, yeah um, uh, however, this is It looks like the English Civil War has happened differently Obviously right. right, but I'm curious if like If we get to the source of the Royalists If we get to the source of the Cavaliers Who their leadership was If they were infected with this tongue That's where it would pass down from, theoretically Does what that- inve- It sounds like you're asking a question What investigative ability are you using? Huh High society? Very well reasoned. Mm-hmm. High society. So uh, high society will tell you that the um, the elites, the royalists, made their uh, headquarters in Oxford University uh, during the original Oxford. English Civil War. Excellent. I seem to remember Oxford was the home, military home of the royalists during this time. To Oxford! Uh, and we, we all get on horses, win. right? Oh, we need horses. To now, in this time. Great. Are you going to go in this time? You're not taking a time travel. Uh, you you're just back? traveling there now, right? Uh, I think Let's so. Let's stay now. Let's stay now yeah. see if we can gather more information at Oxford and know exactly when to go back to. Yeah, see, I like this because one of the reasons I like this game is you really feel the pressure of each time you travel. It's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to roll a die. So it makes you like, let's get more info before we just go jumping again wherever we feel like. How are you finding horses? The streets Uh, are sort of deserted. Uh, But uh, you hear fighting not far away. Right, right. I mean, it's England, so we just, like, start walking. We'll hit a field, and probably at some point there will be some horses there, right? I mean, come on. I know there will be sheep. Let's go. Um, we'll ride sheep. Um, yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to just start walking and see if you can stumble across something? Like leave yeah. leave London by like the Old Gate and see if you can find something out in the meadows and the suburbs of the city. Yeah, that's yeah. adventure. Let's just start walking. Let's go and maybe yeah, we'll we'll come across a stable house or a carriage house or something, and we'll just like take it. 
Oh, Dakota. I do have haven't you always? Haven't you always wanted to be a horse thief? A proper well, horse thief? Yeah. And it's oh, not I've been a horse thief, but I've never been. I've been a horse thief, but I've never been proper. <laughs> <laughs> um, you do as you say, and you um, walk on foot. Um, and uh, several times you come close to some fighting, but you never go over you know, one more street to, to, to see it actually happening. So you don't really have to evade uh, soldiers yet. And you get out of one of the, you know, the, the city gates uh, and you uh, go out into the countryside where there are a rolling green hills of England present themselves. And soon you are looking at large manor houses, uh, many of the, which were held by the wealthy at, at this time. Um, and you can keep going to where you're really out in the villages of the countryside, or you can try one of these manor houses to try to maybe steal some horses. Is that what you're trying yeah, to do? I think we should, uh, because I think a manor house might have the best option in terms of like, even like a carriage we could just like take with horses, unless y'all want to ride on the horses, but we could also take a carriage. I think a manor house is going to have the most to choose from. I, I feel like, and I feel like I'd know my way around, uh, a little bit the area just na- from my own life experience and like it, it, is it how far is it it's like too far to just walk right like we gotta come up with something uh, don't we? i mean you know you could get it not really i mean at this okay. point london wasn't the giant megalopolis that it is now so it is conceivable that over the course of a day you could walk out into the countryside and into the villages but i you know i also uh, think uh paula's plan sounds valid dakota is ready to steal a carriage right now. Do you want okay. to try to try one of these manor houses? Sure. You see one. Yeah, I just I'll, Dakota, here's what Dakota will do. We'll see a manor house and go, I bet we can steal something from this and just take off for it because she's oh, done. She's she been holding back a lot. And I think she's just seeing that and she goes, you know what? I'm just going to go after this in hopes that everyone else will just follow her. Very <laughs> good. She goes. Yeah. Very she's, good. She's, so, and she's off. So you, um, you uh, head toward this this large house, and uh, it in fact has a, a, a large stables and uh, a carriage house. Uh, so it's the kind it's the kind of thing you're looking for, and you realize that it will create some amount of a din of noise to uh, you know uh, hitch up the horses and get them into this carriage and then make off with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I need some sort of skill roll, some sort of general skill roll to do this without being noticed. Uh, I got eight points in burglary. So I can follow me? Burgle this house. I've got a little bit of burglary, but not a ton. Uh, But yeah, if you followed me and came along, then then yeah, I'll let you handle that situation. Oh, yeah. No, I feel like I definitely followed. I'll spend a point in uh, burglary as well. I do have fast hands, which that allows me. Is that just an item from somebody's pocket? That mean that allows you to pickpocket from people that you're okay. fighting or engaged with. Yeah, right. Got it. Okay. Um, um, so, how much are you spending on this uh, burglary roll? To burgle. Well, I want to decide whether we're burglaring. Like, <coughs> is there a carriage that's already like hitched up to some horses, or is it like are there three horses that we could just throw some saddles on? It's like, a carriage that you're hitching up to horses. That's why, you know, you have to be really quiet about it. Okay. Um, I'll I mean, help uh, by, like, t- talking to the horse. Like, keeping the horses quiet as we're hitching them up. I can, like, like talk to them and soothe them. I got away. Um, 
You know, I've been called a horse whisperer once or twice. That means I whisper to him and it calms him down. Oh, that's so. nice. Does uh, Captain Pate have any burglary? No, he's got a zero. He's okay. a man of honor, Logan. Yes. Does he have um, vehicles? Yes, he does. Good, because I can't drive this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> give me give me that burglary roll. Okay. Uh, I'm going to spend two points on burglary. Six. Yeah. Very well done. Nice. Um, So um, uh, the people in the house, if there are any in there, do not come out. They do not hear you as you very slowly take the carriage out. And I assume that Captain Pate with his vehicle's mastery is the one who is driving. Yes. Very good. And so uh, over the course of the night, because it took you all day to walk out here into the countryside, over the course of that night, and you see far off fires burning, some in London, maybe some in the villages where there's perhaps even been fighting there, and you make your way, it's not far, to Oxford University, and there you see very large fires. (coughs) Excuse me. As you arrive and dawn is just breaking, you see that there are British soldiers and they are taking the contents of Oxford University's libraries and throwing them onto big, enormous pyres. They're book burning. Oh, shit. Oh, and this bothers Captain Pate big time. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Captain, now I don't want you to get upset. I know how much you love your books, but we gotta stay calm here, Okay. Bastards. Remember I told you, language is everything. Yes. Except that culture. what Captain Pate just said wasn't language is everything. He said Zarfwa is everything. <gasps> Zarfwa is everything, as Captain. I said. Captain? What? What did you Captain. just say? I said Zarfwa is everything. Can I? Okay. The um, culture itself, they're trying to mefwe. Travis Face. Huh? Captain Pate, look at Dakota, me. Follow my finger. What's gotten into you? And I'm gonna do like a, a medical check on him and, and try and do it in a way using my science and my medical expertise. Uh those are two different skills, but uh can I I think I should be able to use futuristic medical expertise to try and staunch the brainwashing. That Interesting. I feel like is happening. Okay, so you want to use medical expertise, and you you said you're spending something. I will spend a point of medical expertise to uh, do like a mental health expertise. You know, because that's a mm-hmm. medical need uh, to see if I can at least, if I can't reverse what I believe is brainwashing that's continuing to happen. Maybe I can stop it from seeping into his brain more. Okay, very good. Um, uh, you um, you do a psychological check on Captain Pate, and because of that, Captain Pate, next time I ask for that stability test, you can add a plus one to it. Okay. <laughs> Before it gets worse. I say, oh, boy. Look, Captain, I think you've been too exposed to the language that shall not be named, and it might start to affect you, and I'm going to need you to be as aware of it as possible, all right? So we can try and keep this from getting worse, okay? Okay. Thank right. you, Dakota. Yeah. I didn't even notice it. It insidious thing. Well, language is everything, and we'll get yours fixed. We, we will. 
That's right, Captain. Don't worry, we've got you back. Uh, could you guys... Uh, that was awesome. So mechanically, could could you spend a point of reality anchor? You have some, right? Like, that's that's basically what it's for. Yes, It's like actually. it heals some of my damage that I have so far. Oh. Yeah. I, have, yeah. I have two points in reality I anchor. I have two points in reality anchor as well. You guys have two? Mm-hmm. Each? Okay, that's Each. not a lot. So if you don't want to use it yet, I totally get it. Uh, but I, I, from what I understand, reality anchor, you don't roll. It's not something you ever roll. No, you don't have to okay, roll. Just, this like, is it's like only, a point to do This it. is the only use for it, is to keep your allies It's focused. like medic. You spend a point, and then you, they get points back. Got it. Yeah. Got it, So, got so it. it's up to you. I, I didn't mean to, but you know. Um, no, that's good to know that that's um, what but that But that does. sounded to me like exactly what you were doing. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. awesome. Uh, um, yeah, I'm still going to rule that because she was specifically targeting this language... You'll get a plus one next time you roll to resist the language. Okay. But uh, she may also use reality anchor to give you back some chronal stability if she wants. Okay. What's if what's you your want. chronal stability at now, Captain? Uh, it's at eight right now. Okay. So I got I'm going to save mine. <laughs> Mine's real low. Let's For okay. me. I'm going to hold on to it, and if things get worse, then I know I have that in my back pocket to try and... Um, Pull, pull things back together. Lordovanosh! <laughs> Some soldiers have spotted you in a carriage that was approaching Oxford University, Oops. and they're moving toward <laughs> you on horses. Oh, no. We're already too late. Let's go back. Or do we need more info? I mean, the burning books, they're already here. They're already here. I th- I honestly, I think we need to go back. I know it's tough, Imogene, but I think we need to go back before this things were this bad. <sighs> Okay, Let's queue up the things and just go so that when the soldiers get there, the, like, the carriage is just empty. Gone. It rode up. No one yeah. walked out of it. But then they get there and it's just empty. Okay. Um, so are you uh, tr- you're clocking out right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's uh, clock out. Clocking out. And uh, let's clock in to 1642. 1642. Which is the published, uh, like, understanding of the start of the English Civil War. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Consider the real timeline to be. Uh, So let's try eight years in the past. 1642, Oxford. We want to go to Oxford. Okay, very good. So um, you um, must all make travel tests or Mm -hmm. spend a stitch. Yes, that one. I failed that one. Oh, no. So I'm at an eight, because I rolled a two, so I've lost two points. Bubbles okay. of so, okay. years float past you, and then suddenly, whoop, you find yourself, are you going to the exact same spot, right right, right outside of the university grounds? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very I think good. especially because we did it fast, I think it's the fastest thing. We're like, uh, just here, the same spot, eight years ago. Eight years <laughs> earlier. Did yeah. you guys ever see... Time machine uh, with oh. Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. That's no. right. No. Did you ever see? No, it? but I love Guy Pierce. I mean, it's based on the uh, the. I think it's H. G. Wells. Right, mm. has this book. It's based mm-hmm. on the on old book. But basically, what I love about it, it makes me think of this is his time machine. It doesn't go anywhere. It basically it stays where it is, and time happens around it like it's right like, it's i love super that fast it's a yeah. really cool special effect and so he's just he's in real time just like looking out the window and like 
and like a whole building is breaking down and then being rebuilt and then like yeah it's just yeah. it's really really cool like it's like literally little- like earth is like coming up above it and then yeah. down below it as like millennia pass of like ages of ice ages. Oh, it's, it's really I believe cool. the producer is George C. Powell, who created a bunch of really cool special effects type movies in the 50s and 60s. And the time machine was one of them. Uh, cool. Definitely really cool and worth checking out. Um, awesome. Um, uh, but in this case, you now find yourself standing outside of Oxford on a uh, warm spring day. Uh, and uh, you see uh, learned scholars uh, carrying tomes and moving about. <sighs> okay. Um, it, things look placid here. Um, the uh, English Civil War has not yet hit the university. Everything seems like business as usual. The smell wanna, of grass and flowers meets your nose. I want to stop the nearest passerby and say, Hello. <laughs> How um, are you? Good. Good morning. Ah, oh, very good morning indeed. Okay, as you were. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make sure he wasn't speaking the, the we black We take tongue. our earplugs out. I'm like, right. oh, okay. We'll, we'll remove Oof. our earplugs. Yeah. Hmm. So. Okay, well. Um, uh, were you there? Sorry, before you go. Oh, uh, yes. Uh... Wait, so, I'm sorry, I don't want to sound like an idiot. King Charles uh, is the king of England right now, King Charles I, and is That's he, right. like, in, what is it called? The uh, the, the palace? Buckingham. Buckingham Palace. In tower, well, Buckingham Palace came later. He's probably in the Tower of London. The Tower of London. Okay, so that's where, that's where he'd be. Um, and do we know why Oxford became a sort of gathering place for London this group? London became... London... A little Oxford. later, but I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm saying London became unsafe, and so they were forced to flee to Oxford. Got it. Got it. Okay. But that has clearly not happened yet. Understood. Um, all is uh, well in the university, all operating according to the traditions, the proper traditions, my man, my good man. Well, I don't know if I'd say it's operating according to tradition. We've recently changed... The complete mission of the university. Oh, no. Uh, you don't say. Uh, that, that mission has stood for a thousand years. What, what is it? Yes, well, we've learned uh, that there really is only one subject worth careful oh, no. study, haven't we? <gasps> oh, no. I, my ear plugs. I, hear, I just put my earplugs that? back in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he lifts up uh, a book. No. Uh, and the book on it, uh, uh, it says, uh, First Folio. And what is this, this folio? Well, he has completely, he has completely revolutionized our language, hasn't he? Who? Who? Who I speak, that? of course, of the great visionary William Shakespeare. <gasps> oh, no. Son of a bitch. Come. The bar? I'm about to, come, I'm about to attend a lecture on his genius. By him. Why, by uh, one of uh, the leading scholars on uh, the great William Shakespeare. What do you think? Tell you me see, this. You see, we found we found certain words that he created that have special meaning. Oh. There's almost sort of a, a cryptography in his yeah. writing that reveals itself on careful study. Come, yeah. I, I, we no longer, you no longer need admittance. All are welcome to join and learn. We thank you. No longer need admittance to Oxford. 
Are you a Rosicrucian? <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know what you mean, madam. <laughs> but uh, a, a, a woman such as yourself should feel about. honored to be able to attend Oxford now. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So honored. I know all uh, about your honor. Be on your way. We might follow if we feel like it. Thank you for your invitation. We'll be there directly. Am I misunderstanding? Okay. Is Shakespeare writing this language into his plays? I think someone has corrupted the bard himself. I can think of nothing so tragic. This is awful. I can tell you, based on your contemporary history, that Shakespeare himself introduced over 3,000 words to the English language. Yeah. And this time, those words were quite different. Nipek and shit like that. (laughs) This could just be Shakespeare's doing Shakespeare shit. And you have found patient zero, and it apparently is William Shakespeare. So cool. Or is it Edward de Vere? Right. Or is it Christopher Marlowe? Or is it Francis Bacon? There are many theories on who actually wrote Shakespeare's works. Another episode And when we come back next time, we will find out (laughs) who the true author is once and for all. And we will stop the alien language which has invaded the crown of England. (laughs) (laughs) Jared, amazing once again. Oh, Oh my God. That's so wild. It starts with Britain overtaking France in 1700. And now we're tracing it back to Shakespeare's place. Shakespeare? Come on. Of course, poor... Poor Imogene isn't going to survive her chronal instability uh, with a couple more. She's going to run out of stitches soon, so yeah. you better you better solve this puppy in a couple moves because yeah. Uh, yeah. she's going to fade. Only two eps left. Only two eps left. There's only two eps left to oh save England gosh. from an evil mimetic language. We can do it, guys. Thank you to Paula Deming, Mary Lou, and Joe O'Brien. We will be back next week. Uh, with more Time Watch here on the Glass Cannon Network. <laughs> Love you all. Bye See you guys. next time. Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com slash glasscannon.